Thank you for listening to Overcomers Church International Weekly Message. We pray that you are encouraged and strengthened as you hear the Word of God. I look at Enoch and God, and it says that Enoch was walking with the Lord, and then he was no more. And he was just, he just went home to be with the Lord. And I like what Jesse Duplantis said. He said, I think that God and Enoch were just walking one day. And God said, you know, Enoch, we're closer to my house than you are, we are to yours. Let's, why don't you just come on home with me? Because he was, he was walking closely with the Lord. That was the thing with Enoch. And I think, God, I want that. I want to walk so close with you. But we have too many things that are distract, distractions. And the Lord began to speak to me this past week about something really, oh, just really, actually probably two weeks ago it started, but then this last week you really amped it up. And I wrote this question down on my board in my office. And the question is, what spirit has trained your mind? You could say what spirit has trained your heart, what spirit has trained your thinking, what spirit has trained your filter, however you want to say it. But we do what we do. We go through life doing the things that, that we do because we, this can be hard for somebody to, to get, but you're just going to have to hear me. We've been, we operate the way we operate because we've been trained to operate like, we've, like we do. We don't think of it that way. But we came into this world born into sin, you're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. Or you were a sinner. If you're saved, you're no longer a sinner. But you understand what I'm saying. You were born automatically into sin. And in the world, we came into a system and into a way of thinking that has trained us in particular ways. And this is, why, this is the reason why Jesus said, he said, I'm sending you in John chapter 15 or 14. He said, I'm sending you the spirit of truth. And the spirit of truth will teach you all things whatsoever I have taught you. Why would the disciples and why would us as being disciples need to be taught by the Holy Spirit? Why? It's because what we've been taught and raised up in and trained in for most of our life has not been in accordance with who the spirit of God is and what the word of God says. So we have to be retrained. So I ask this question, and I begin to ask this question to myself about many different areas in life. What spirit has trained your mind? And I know most people would say, oh, well, it's, it's, it's God. I don't listen to the devil. I can promise you that every person sitting in here, including me, that we think things. I, listen, I'm not saying you're, you're filled with demons. Don't, don't, do not misunderstand me. But we were born into a world, a system that actually... Now hear me now. The earth belongs to the Lord, but the system in the earth does not belong to the Lord. And when we were born, we were born into the world system and until we came out of that system, out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, we were being trained in particular ways to think thoughts. Many of them were completely opposite to what the kingdom of God teaches. And this is the main reason why people will get into patterns and they can't break the patterns in their life. It's because how they're thinking lines up with how the enemy has trained them directly or indirectly versus having the training 
through the Holy Spirit that came originally from Jesus, which came from God the Father, the kingdom of God. A lot of times it's not the devil whispering, do this, do that, think this, think that. Sometimes it is. That's, that's him directly speaking to you. But indirectly, things that our parents taught us. God forbid things that we've been taught in church. A lot of what our parents taught us growing up, they could, we could have great, I had good parents. But you know, I look back and there were things that they taught me that I realized that was completely not in a line, not in alignment with who God really is. And it wasn't because they were evil, it was just because they were ignorant. And I think, God, I, wanna, I want ignorance removed from me so that I don't unintentionally or intentionally lead my kids down a wrong way of thinking and put wrong concepts in them that they don't think in accordance with the word of God. So what has to happen, and here's my point with this, is that every single person, every person has to have their mind renewed. We process everything in this life through a filter. Every bit of information that comes to you, every relationship you have, every dollar that comes to you that you decide what to do with, even coming to church, everything we do passes through the filter of our understanding. And if our understanding isn't in line with the Lord and who he is, then that's what causes us to stay in the same patterns year after year after year after year. I, I, I found this, that most Christians who live in sin patterns, and I know this is a small group tonight, so this is, might sound deep, but let me just say, most Christians who live in sin patterns don't want to. And the reason why is because they have the life of Christ in them, and so there's something in them that says, no, don't do that anymore. You used to do that thing, but stop doing it, and that's the Holy Spirit saying that, but yet they still can't figure out how when the Lord says, you've got a road and B road. And if you choose A road, it's life. If you choose B road, it's death. And they still keep walking down B road and they cannot figure out why. They cannot figure out why their bank account is always empty or they're always in the red or they always owe money or something. This affects so many areas of life. And the reason is, let me just say, the reason is, is that we have been trained by a system that is ruled by principalities and the ruler of the, of the dark world, if I could say it like that, Satan and his kingdom is influencing the way that people go about doing things. And the reason we hit wall after wall after wall after wall is because our minds are not renewed. We have to renew our minds. I'm not trying to over-spiritualize this, but I know for me is that I, for years I under-spiritualized it. And I didn't realize that so much of the way that I thought about things is that I, I actually had been trained, if not directly, then indirectly through people saying things and doing things in environments that I was around or brought up in, that I, that I heard things that was given to me that I perceived as truth and begun to operate from what I thought was truth and then stayed in that lie because it wasn't a truth and I got the results of the lie and have lived in the results of the lie month after month and year after year until I finally realized, wait a second, that's not true. How I've been thinking about this thing is not true. This is actually true over here. Because see, when people are blinded to something, they're deceived. That's the nature of deception is they don't know that they're deceived. 
And so until we go to the place to where we start to renew our minds according to the word of God, it has to be, from, it has to be according to the word. The spirit of God works with us, but it has to be in accordance with the word. If we don't have the word, we don't have the truth that we need. I lo- Listen, I love powerful services. We have some of the most powerful services here of any church that I've ever been in in my entire life. And I've had, especially in like in the last month, I bet you I've had 20 people tell me the same thing. That it's just, I mean, it's almost, you can just like, you can like taste, you can almost taste the glory of God when you, just when you walk in these doors. It's incredible. I love what God's doing here. It's awesome. But you know that you can walk in here week after week after week after week and, and I believe we'll see the glory cloud. I'm not seeking it, but when it shows up, I ain't gonna ignore it either. It's gonna be awesome. I believe we'll see those things. It's awesome. But you know, you could see, you could see the glory cloud every single day and still not walk in freedom. For proof, the children of Israel. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Do you know that it was approximately a two-week journey from Egypt into the promised land, but it took them 40 years to get there? And do you know how they were led in the wilderness? A cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. It was a shape and an image of God. It, it, it wasn't, God's not a, a, a fireball or a cloud, but it was a picture of him leading them. And yet they still weren't transformed. They still thought foolish after, all, after years being out there. And they would have to, you know, God would rain down manna and do supernatural things. There were points when they would tell Moses, you brought us out here to die. At least back in Egypt, back in bondage, we had leeks and cucumbers. We had our, our needs met. Even though we were in bondage, we had our needs met. So why did they think, why did they do that? Because their mind wasn't renewed. Yet they were there, they were, in, they were beholding his glory, a glory cloud. That's what it was. It was a glory cloud that led them everywhere that they were going, but their minds were never re- renewed. Their understanding had never changed. So until they got, until they got to a place to where, they sent out the 12 spies, and still 10 of them were knuckleheads, but two of them, Joshua and Caleb, had come into enough, enough sense and had enough mind renewal to stand up and speak the truth, and they said, look, there are giants in the land, but God says we're supposed to have it, so we shall by all means possess the land that God says we're going to possess. And then look what happens when you have some people that have their minds renewed. You possess what God wants you to possess. But until you change the way you think, you're not going to have what God wants you to have. It just doesn't work that way. So you can come into a service. Man, you can have Pastor Bobby's going to be here, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. I can't wait. I just I love when Pastor Bobby comes. You could come into a service like that, and, and you could hit the ground 10 times from the power of God or whatever <laughs> and get up and still go right back out into the same problem that you had if you don't change the way that you think. Let me show you this from the Word. A little bit more here, and we've got just a couple minutes. Are you getting something out of tonight? Yeah. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Let's look here real quick. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do we have it pulled up there? Verse 2 is really where I want to go. Now look here. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. The word conform there, one, uh, one thing I heard is that it means to be poured into the mold of. So it says, don't be poured into the mold of this world. Now, when I read that for years, and I would think, okay, don't dip or cuss or chew or go with those that do. And that was, that was my thinking, like being worldly, because we hear, and the, you know, the church terminology is like, you know, well, the one kid's doing good, but the other one, he's out in the world. And that's true. You know, if you're out doing a bunch of gallivanting around or whatever, you know, that's, that's a worldly way to live. We could all agree with that. But that's not all of what this is talking about here. Because if you understand the God of this world, Satan, the Bible tells us that he is the God of this world. Some people don't believe that. They say, oh, God's in charge and control of everything. No, he's not. Actually, the truth is the system that's in the world belongs to Satan. He's the one influencing it. But God has actually called us to influence that system. And that's another message for another time. But as far as what we can see, really the fight isn't between God and the devil. It's really, it's really between us and the devil. And honestly, it's really between us and us. We just need to come into some understanding of what God's given us. And when we just take the authority we have and just walk in it, you know, we'll see good results. But it says, don't be conformed or poured into the, to the, to the mold of this world. How do we know that we're thinking and responding and doing things according to the mold of this world? Look at your fruit. Look at the fruit that's being borne out, borne out. And if you keep hitting the same thing, you keep running into the same wall, you keep having the same issue, then you can step back and go, wait a second, something's not lining up here. Because if, if, if I was really walking with the Lord... And, and tied with him, then I would be bearing different fruit. So obviously, I've been conformed to this world on some level. The truth is, I'll just be honest with you, every one of us in here, we have conformity to the world on some level. We never really arrive, but we should leave. It should be a daily, continual process in our life of renewing our minds. Because it goes on to say, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It didn't say you'll be transformed by... Going to a powerful service, although, again, I believe in powerful services. We have them here. I love them. I'm not trying to down that. I just want us to understand this properly. He didn't say you'd be transformed by any other means except for renewing your mind. Your mind, our mind, which actually I point like this a lot. I point a lot in general, but I'll point like this a lot. This is actually your brain, and that's different than your mind. Your mind is your thought processes that take place inside of your soul which is inside of your mind, and your soul is made up of your mind, will, and emotions. Your brain is just where the physical things actually take place. So there is a difference. It's good to know that. But it says for us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So our mind is this, it's like the central, I look at it like this, that your mind is like the CPU, the central processing unit on a computer, right? And so you have your your tower or whatever for your computer, and you have your screen. And whatever takes place inside of that tower is what's going to be presented up on that screen, right? 
But what really gets determined is on the keyboard or the mouse end. And you can go on and you can type in hallelujah, thank, thank you, Jesus, praise service, and good stuff will pop up. Or you can type in something we probably shouldn't say, and other stuff will pop up, right? So it's on the other end what you decide to do that flows through that central processing unit that causes it to be displayed. So if you look at what's being displayed in your life, it's because it's flowing through your soul, your mind, right? It's flowing through that. And it's because on the other end, we're either being being led by the spirit or we're being led by the flesh. So in order, and most people say, yeah, I want to be led by the spirit. I don't want to be led by my flesh. How do I do that? You have to change the way that you think. How do you change the way that you think? Consistency with the Lord in the word over time. This word transformed here is the Greek word metamorpho. And it's where we get our word metamorphosis from. If you know anything about metamorphosis, it's the process that is a timely process of, for example, when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It spins a cocoon, goes in the cocoon. I don't know how, what the time period is there, but it doesn't happen in an hour. It takes a week or two weeks or a month. Does anybody know? I don't even really know. Whatever. Huh? Two weeks. So it takes two weeks. It's a process of time. The same thing with a with a, a tadpole becoming a bullfrog. And you know what's interesting is when you look at a, a caterpillar in specific, they're kind of ugly. I mean, there's nothing really. They're kind of, you know, they got all the legs and whatever. When they come out, they're one of the most beautiful creatures on the face of the earth. That's the picture that's being painted here, the exact same language. It's saying that when, you renew, when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, you can be the ugliest, nastiest person with the biggest sin problem in the whole county, and you get into the word of God, and you spend time with him, and you're transformed over a process of time. That way, you come out, and you'll be the most amazing thing that people have ever seen. Man, praise God for that. That's awesome. But what most people, most and I know this is heavy, but you're a Wednesday night crowd, so you can hear it. Most people, they want to come into church and they want to be touched, and they want to get hit with something and walk out and have everything change. And you know, I've seen about three or four people out of all of my years in church have that happen. Just, just a handful of people. But I've seen lots of people finally get determined, and they get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they get into the secret place, they go there with the Lord, And they say, God, I'm going to get into your word. And by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to begin to teach me and begin, I'm going to begin to renew my mind according to the word, what your word says, because I'm not going to live like this anymore. And when you do that and you get determined, you'll see change. It'll happen. And you know what? Sometimes it's rigorous. I've been working out with Luis who's, uh, it's difficult, (laughs) but I work out with Luis and you know that over a process of three months, (laughs) my, my body started to change. You know, you don't have to take note, but Liz is taking note. So, but my body started to change. I, I dropped some pounds and I'm getting more cut and trim, but you know, I didn't go into the gym one day, do a few bench presses and come out and look like the amazing man I am. No, I'm just kidding. But I didn't, you didn't go in 
one day and come out and have this magnificent change. It takes, it takes time. It takes a process. In between, I think probably just some wrong teaching people have had and also the culture we live in where people are like, want everything like this. You all know what I'm talking about. We want to come into church. We want to just read the Bible one time or read, you know, one book or listen to one Pastor Kent teaching or whatever and for it to totally change your life. It doesn't work like that. It's consistency over time that causes the results that you want to have in your life. It's, you know, there was times that I would go into the gym and I'd pry myself out of bed at 5.30 in the morning to be there at 6 and we stretch for a few minutes and by 6.10 or 6.15, we're doing some ridiculous workout that nobody should ever do. And by the time I get done with it, I'm like, I could have slept. But if I had slept and not gotten up and did the thing that I needed to do, then I wouldn't get the results that I've been getting. It's the exact same thing spiritually. You have to train yourself to do what's right, to do what's necessary. And when you do that over a prolonged period of time, you'll not only start to see change, but you'll start to condition yourself to where when you don't read for an hour or two hours or whatever it is you work yourself up to, you're not condemned anymore, but you feel like, man, I've, I've really missed something here because I've just not gotten the word time when in fact you're reading more at a lesser rate than you were five years ago because you built yourself up to so much and you, you actually just enjoy it. Instead of it being a dread, you enjoy it because God's feeding you and you're, minist- you're, you're, you're feeding on his word and he's revealing things to you. But you just have to take that discipline and just start. Amen. Does that make sense? If we don't renew our minds, we will not overcome and get past the things that we're dealing with. This message was for a lot of us in here tonight, I guarantee you, for me included. And this is a, this is a process of when, you get, when we come into this world and then we get born again into the kingdom of God in specific, it's a process from that time until the time we die of learning and growing and changing. You, you, you can never get to a point to where you can stop growing and changing if you allow God to, allow, to help you do that. Amen? Amen. I just pray. I just, who in here says, this was for me? I, need, I needed to hear this. Hallelujah. Would you stand? Let me just pray and just seal this in our hearts. Father, we thank you for this message. I thank you for just laying this on my heart and, and me not even really knowing how to lay it out there. God, I just pray that you help me do it in such a way that people, they got something and they gleaned the, the heart of it. And Father, I thank you that we, we would be people that enjoy your presence. We enjoy, your, we enjoy worshiping you. We enjoy the glory of God. We enjoy the miracles. We enjoy all of that stuff. But I thank you that we also are growing up enough in you that we also just enjoy what happens in our secret life and then our, our secret time, who we really are. I thank you that that becomes all about you. And I thank you that it becomes about going in and learning new things from your word. Not that it's new from your word, but it's new to us. And we enjoy going in and learning brand new things that we're like babes every time we open up the word in the sense that we've got a, just like a, like a new experience, a new understanding, a new thing coming to us. And Father, I thank you that this is just sealed in our hearts tonight. I thank you that we would just make a, if, if it was right to make a vow, this might be a vow we could make. Not to put ourselves under some kind of yoke or constraint, but God, we would just come to a place where we say, I'm going to pursue you, Jesus. I'm going to pursue you. And Lord, your word tells us that you 
that you are the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, which of course was Jesus. So when we take, partake of the word, we're partaking of you. Thank you that a great illumination comes. Oh God, thank you that great illumination comes. I thank you that their quiet times wouldn't be dry and boring. And maybe sometimes they have to, they have to just read. But God, they'll have those times when, when great illumination comes. Tremendous revelation comes that helps them with the particular area that they're dealing with. Or God gives them a great teaching for the future to be able to help their kids or a coworker, or God, whatever it is. We thank you that we commune with you. We learn from you. God, we're growing. We're, we're devoted and dedicated to having, uh, having a mind, a mindset to where we're going to continue in this life of having our minds renewed in the name of Jesus. In agreement, everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to the weekly message. To find out more about Overcomers Church International and to hear more messages like this one, please visit our website at ociperryville.com.